This recording is part of a series of teleclasses with Venerable Dahani Iwahu. Venerable Dahani participated as a guest facilitator in Reverend Jennifer Hadley's year-long Masterful Living course. For more details and information, please go to beautywayproductions.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm so grateful to introduce Venerable Dahani Oahu. Venerable speaks directly from her heart of her pure wisdom teachings of direct and location in Turkey and Woodland View and Tibetan Buddhism. These are the mother and father's dreams that energize Venerable and are the foundation of all that she shares. Venerable's topic today is Seeds of Good Cause. Welcome, Venerable. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Reverend Jennifer, for your suggestion that we do these things years ago and for the continued opportunity to meet with those beyond the horizon as each one recalls our natural state as luminosity. Planting seeds of good cause means understanding something about the lunar cycle. The farmer who brings forth an abundant harvest recognizes that certain times of the season bring the best results. So how do we know the best results when the water is rising to the surface as we are uh, three days or so after the full moon, we can plant ideas and dream about what we want to accomplish. As we think of the gardener placing seeds in the ground uh, three days after the full moon, the gravitational result of the moon as it orbits the earth draws up the hidden wisdom, the hidden water, into the roots and the stems of existing plants and those that are germinating. So during this time, we can also see the planting of good seeds of good thought by considering the sweet wisdom that flows through us, the waters of remembrance, as having a, a song that is resonant with our heart. So to find those seeds of good cause, we listen to our heart and hear the heart's resonance with the earth. And so people speak often of the Schumann resonance frequency. And what some do not mention is this frequency is a basic part of our well-being, particularly when we think of our cranial sacral pulse, sweet waters of remembrance, connection, nurturing the seed of wisdom within. So springtime, an opportunity to create something new. What do you wish to accomplish First, you recognize what you have learned, and you honor those situations that have nurtured you, and even those situations that may have seen 
like obstacles. So here it is still a sugaring time, and the sap is rising up as the night becomes cold and the day is warm. And we, too, have access to the deep waters of wisdom when we contemplate our heart's resonance with the pulse beat of the earth and the sky. You may ask, well, how can I do this? Place a bowl of water in front of you. Let that water be a reminder that all that we see is a reflection of thought that has arisen through an early song, a basic song, that sets the fluid potential of the universe into motion. Consider that song. Is it your birthday? Is it a tone that supports you? I can tell you there are certain tones that support you. You may have heard the music of Hildegard von Bingham or Gregorian chants, or some of you who have had the good fortune to hear Native American ceremonial songs. You'll notice that the music has a a key of life. F-sharp becomes important, like the song of the forest. And some healing practitioners, their voices also are in the key of F-sharp. So what does it mean when you think of a musical key as conveying your intention? The musical key, the ways in which you sound out appreciation, the tone of your appreciation connects you with the potential within your mind, the potential within a situation to reveal something wondrous. What are the seeds of good cause? Simply understanding that to have good relationship with others we give thanks for the opportunity of our own lives, and we trace the roots of our thoughts to the stream of mother wisdom and the cascading rains of grace of father skill, and how these ascending and descending energies support our experience in life. Some call this music the sophagio scales, Sophagio skills are based on a natural principle of sound and geometric forms arising. And so the middle A would be heard as 432 rather than the more modern 440. The distinction between the two is that the Sophagio scale based on a at 432 gives us continuing ripples of geometric forms arising and reveals the cosmic pattern of not only our heart's resonance with the earth and the sun, we recognize there is a resonance that moves through myriad realms. Ripples of time, space, ripples of potential activated by your appreciation. 
giving thanks for what you've received and energizing that others may also receive what is nurturing and wisdom enhancing. Some may think, oh, I hardly have any time for myself. Accomplishment, how can I think for the wishes of others' well-being? When you consider your own heart in resonance with the pulse beat of the earth, it becomes clearer that your spiritual practice ripples through space and also benefits other sentient beings. Sometimes we think, okay, how do I do it? How do I conceptualize an idea that I wish to manifest? Perhaps you are concerned about uh, a need to move and change your life situation. That concern becomes an opportunity when you acknowledge, oh, I can envision the way I choose to live, where I want to live, and the people with whom I communicate. How shall I do this? Think of the spaces that nurture you. Think of the people that inspire you. And let your heart's invitation reach out. Here in Vermont and perhaps in other places, there is a great uh, awakening of co-housing where people of like mind and like heart uh, share space together and also have some common vision of the future. Uh, that common vision may include gardening. Most importantly, it includes the recognition that our thought is giving rise to tomorrow. So to understand the potentials that are arising, that you may carefully energize the thought form that manifests your joy, think what makes you happy. Recognize what sustains you. Energize further exploration of that joy. Joy is not something to be put away until all the work is done. Actually, joy is what enables us to move in resonant harmony with the earth. You may think, oh, so much is going on on the earth within the hearts of people. How can I find joy? Well, it is like a treasure hidden within. When you see the snow falling, when you see the mist rising, recognize that as a joyful opportunity. So when we were young children learning to tame our minds, we were invited to observe the sky. And as we observed the sky to contemplate a particular image. And over time, we became skillful so that image we envisioned actually appeared in the clouds. And so this is one way that you too may energize the future you choose, which is wisdom and life force enhancing. Well, how can it be my heart's vision 
resonating through the moisture of the clouds, having an impact and a result. Where we place our attention, energy goes, wisdom grows, and opportunity glows as we recall our luminous nature. So conceptualize yourself, your family. How would it be in joyous communication, good relationship, living as you choose? Feel in your heart, mind, the joy of that good relationship. Energize it with prayers of appreciation and dedication that as your family's wisdom and joy is enhanced, other beings' wisdom and joy is also enhanced. Who are the other beings? They're our relatives. Like pebbles falling into a lake, many ripples vibrate out. There is the movement of water rising, falling, and also moving on a horizontal plane. The dropping of the pebble is the point of reference, the invitation that I may accomplish what is wise and skillful for the benefit of my family, clan, all beings. And as that pebble hits the water and drop rises up, that is water's great potential that we may create in this moment what is good. Is good a value judgment? Good is an ease of energy flow. Good is when people understand cooperation as a means of generating accomplishment and benefit. So who benefits? When we transform aggression in our own mind, everyone benefits. When we put aside the manufactured view of others being different or less worthy, we also put aside the causes and condition for confusion and suffering in our own lives. Cosmic overtones. Today is a fire wind day. This is determined by studying the movement of the elements and the stars, and particularly the conversation of the moon and the sun with the earth. So fire wind is an auspicious day because it means the creative energy of our mind is enhanced. And the simple shape of the tetrahedron becomes the seed pod, so to speak, carrying our intention into the field. What is your intention? For a moment, think about your family, your friends, what is it that you are ready to accomplish so that there is more joy? What in your thoughts, vote in action is ready to be changed? See the result 
that you aspire to, like dancing candle in a tetrahedron, your aspiration moves through the field. The shape becomes like the mother's yantra. Some call it the Star of David, others call it the Makaba. Whatever name you give to the form, it is a reminder that mother wisdom and father skill are energies that move through each of us and every situation. Seed thoughts. First thought, may I understand my relationship with the universe? Second thought, may I recognize myself as inseparable from the flow of wisdom? Third thought, may I skillfully remove appearance of obstacle and that such appearance of obstacle becomes opportunity revealing the wisdom in each situation. Fourth, fourth thought, the base of the tetrahedron, so to speak, is that as I walk upon the earth, this sacred ground, myriad opportunities for growth abound, and I generously plant seeds of good cause. Simple thoughts, some would say. Positive affirmations, some would say. Truth is, wisdom is within each of us. And like the gardener, we pull the weeds of confusion that the land is clear to reveal the ultimate situation of joy, communication, recognition, that we are resonant beings. Morphic resonance, uh, Sheldrake was the scientist who began talking about it, and yet when you think of spiritual leaders through time, the resonance of the heart is the key to understanding all are united. In some ways, we observe cycles of time as opportunities. So we know that this is the planting season, and we know there is a harvest season. And there are deeper cycles in time that relate to love the symbol Venus. When we open our hearts to accepting that all beings are our relatives, there are certain times in which that opening is more uh, accessible. So during the lunar cycle, the 25th day of the lunar month, this is a time when we are receptive to mother love, and we recognize that we ourselves are parents of tomorrow. We think of the 10th day of the lunar month as an opportunity to bring Father's skillful methods, skillful activity into the field of life. 
Cosmic Overtones is a song from the emptiness came forth light and sound and the ripples go on and on. In a sense, there is no beginning nor end and we ourselves are part of this harmonic exploration, this harmonic song. And as we begin to think, oh, I am real and separate, then the suffering begins. When we allow the experience of love, like your first time falling in love, the world looks so beautiful, that heart resonance restores your clear sight and understanding of how appearances are interconnected. How to maintain that heart resonance of newfound love. Consider every day a precious opportunity and those who stand before you an expression of this loving song. Heart resonance, how is it restored? When you are busy with time schedules and even musical scales that no longer convey the complete song. Heart resonance is restored in the silence of the beach, the silence of the forest, the heart's deep exploration, the observation of the open sky. These are ways in which that heart resonance is restored. Yes, walking barefoot helps. Dancing helps restore that natural experience of heart resonance. Most importantly, it is the sound of appreciation. When you sing a prayer, I'm thankful. This restores all that calls to be restored. This reveals that you've not ever left that sacred space, that sacred dance ground. We're always well and good. So the pattern of the lunar cycles where the wisdom water of the earth is drawn up as we approach the full moon also is a reminder that we too may draw the wisdom within each situation to our sight that we see clearly the pathways of right relationship. Now is the time to weave a basket to receive the sacred harvest of the seeds that are being planted by many who have awakened to the power of mind. The old ideas of power over, uh, they're dissolving a paradigm that uh, because it is not harmonic with the song of universes arising, it is collapsing upon itself. No need for fear or anger. Most important, a song of celebration that life is a reflection of our thought, word, and action, and that each of us choose to energize what is wisdom and life force enhancing. So the simple platonic form of the tetrahedron, it becomes a seed pod 
for your vision. It also becomes an example of how heaven, earth, forms arise within your heart. You consider the magic of the rainbow torus ring. Uh, scientists understand that spiraling energy gives rise to all the forms we see. The potential in vast space becomes cohesive through spiraling energy. And what sets it spiraling? winds that we can relate to mind. So let our minds be clear in envisioning what we choose. Contemplate what you choose. Three days, three months, three years. What do you choose to energize? Some practitioners in their early training keep notebooks where they allow the message of the dream to reveal the possibilities of the moment. How does this happen? The message of the dream, like the overtones of a stringed instrument, show the possible tomorrows. Wise person chooses the tomorrow that is joyful. Wise person recognizes the power of mind, transforms what was hindrance. What was hindrance can be perceived as an opportunity to transform. What is transformed? Ignorance. So there is no shame or blame. It's just a recognition that certain ways of treating each other and ourselves uh, no longer serve and perhaps have not ever served that natural music of the heart. Recall the sweetness of love, the sweetness of the waves as they are approaching the shore with their phosphorescent light. Think of those moments of happiness. That is the key to the open heart. Songs, intention, how we think about self and others, ripple through the field. Let us make a choice to plant what is wisdom and life force enhancing. Our organ systems also have rhythmic cycles, a dance of time and space through which potentials arise. So the first step in nurturing your own wisdom is recognizing the power of schedule. Your life is enhanced when you awaken with first light, with the sun. Here are the sounds that are the movement of the universal song. Over time, you may hear it like a roaring in your ears. It is actually the song of the universe, life force moving through you. Energize the application 
of that life force through choosing. On this day I shall accomplish these things. On this day I'm ever more mindful of these patterns. So you can look at the patterns you wish to transform and see them transformed. And those things you wish to accomplish, they are part of your vision for the present and the future. So it is not magic, it is not far out. It is the power of heart resonance, understanding the cycle of the breath, the cycle of our pulse, the heartbeat of the earth, sustain the dreams arising. Let us not be distracted by the appearances that are meant to generate fear and divisiveness. Let us see the ideal, energize the ideal that we aspire to. Yes, some people misbehave, and we choose how to be. For us, there is a spiritual commitment to nurture the wisdom potential within ourselves and others. And this means we are willing to pacify any appearance of aggression and fear in our own lives. Well, how do you pacify anger? You consider what appears to be the source of your anger, like it is a baby that you would nurture, and there is no longer an object of anger or just the recognition of others not knowing and wishing to know. Most importantly, each one of us is in charge of our own mind and our responses. It is our choice how to respond to the appearances arising. Each one of us. Do we have fear? Do we have anger? Resentment? Whatever those emotions are that are arising, they are not to be run from. They are to be examined as if you are examining the clouds moving through the sky, that you call forth the ideal hidden within. So anger, fear, transform, becomes compassion. Jealousy becomes skillful activity. Laziness, lethargy, becomes recollection of our natural wisdom state. Fear of not enough or selfishness becomes recognition of the jewels of wisdom and the gifts that we continually receive. So when we plant a garden, we also place nutrients into the ground. The old way in which we were taught to plant is that we actually created a small mound and we had a, a digging stick and we would place uh, three seeds, corn, beans, and squash together because they support one another. What are the seeds that support you? 
corn, beans, and squash, the sisters that sustain us. Think, remember what inspires you, and consider how those seeds are nurtured with loving kindness and appreciation. Ripples in the sea of potential, heart resonance, human resonance, solar harmonics, lunar cycles, breath cycles, the cycle of time, all this a dance we participate in. So we are uh, approaching or within the time of Aries, an earth root sign a good time to look deeply at the nature of your mind and to make plans uh, for the future. How will I care for my family? How will I manifest my vision? To look deeply at your intention and recognize what are the roots of those thought forms and how do you nurture that deep wisdom. What do we want to transplant? We want to transplant the salads and the leafy vegetables, and what do they represent? They represent our ability to synthesize experience and information and call for the life-sustaining herbs that nurture our body-mind and also the garden. So this becomes a type of complementary gardening. So we will also place marigolds in the garden to keep the bugs away, as well as to give a medicine that lessens the fever of illness or fever representing anger. Transformation, a dance, within a few feet of wherever we are, all the medicine to sustain us is there. So here we are in the time of gardening. Wherever you live in the world, you are touched by the gravitational pull of the moon and the sweet waters of wisdom and remembrance arise within. And you choose to envision the result. So planting seeds of good relationship becomes also the wisdom of particulars. Perhaps you have an aging parent. Plant seeds that they may have what they need and that you and them may have heartfelt communication and resolution of any dissonance, which then nurtures the joy in your family and the accomplishment of transitioning from one world to another. Just as there is harvest of the garden, there is also the harvest of our thought, word, and action. 
And so at some point, everyone looks back and they recognize, oh, the days have gone, the years have moved on. And so in this moment, it is clear, do what you wish to do now, not to be put off until later. In each moment, live your aspiration. May that aspiration be to awaken and recall that you are a dreamer giving rise to this dream. Life something precious, each moment precious. Cultivate the speech that invites good result. Plan for your family as you would plan your garden. Nurture the wisdom within one another. Some may feel the need for forgiveness. Let the sweet tears flow, waters washing away blame, shame, confused states. And in this moment, recall that you are your parent of tomorrow, that in this moment you are reborn. In each moment we are reborn. When we confess our errors and choose to activate our ideals and walk towards that precious archway of light, the garden gate, it is open to all. So this completes the lecture part of our conversation, and I am available for questions. Thank you, Venerable. Thank you so much. And for anyone listening on the phone, on Skype, or the web call, uh, you can type star 2 on your keypad, star 2 to raise your hand and ask Venerable a question. And anyone can type in a question on the web page uh, in the question box. So star 2 if you're calling in and then if you, anyone can use the question box to ask a question. We've got Deb raising her hand here. Go ahead, Deb. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Venerable. Hello, Deb. Thank you for this. Hi. I have two questions. Um, I particularly resonated with the third thought that you mentioned about removing obstacles. And I would appreciate if you would speak to that more. I think that I am my own obstacle, that my biggest obstacle is me. I have found and then a little how do I know what the 25th day of the lunar cycle is? Oh, you can uh, order online or uh, a lunar calendar and I find the more precise calendars are Tibetan calendars that you can also access uh, at an app store, you look for a Tibetan calendar. Um, okay. Also, Mayan calendars are based uh, on lunar cycles as well as the cycle of Venus and the, the pr procession of the equinoxes. So it becomes quite a powerful uh, 
journey of exploration. And the most precise uh, tool for transforming hindrance is the vibration of natural sound that is found in the sophagio scales so that one can get self out of the way and the vibration of heart resonance is naturally restored. So when you think of an obstacle, it, whether it is oneself or the appearance of another or the, the need to move or relocate or not getting along with someone in the office, um, an obstacle is actually our mind's response to situations. And yes, people like bullies create obstacles for one another, and also one may pick up that obstacle and claim it as their own through not recognizing the opportunity that's expressed in that obstacle. So perhaps there's the building has been sold and everyone needs to move. That appears as an obstacle and great anxiety can arise. And so one examines that as opportunity by thinking, well, what is an ideal place? What would I like? What would I choose if I were not here? So what was once disturbing then becomes a pathway of investigation and clarifying what will bring you joy. Another what, Yeah? What are the Sophagio scales? Yes, I'm so glad you asked. They are an early cycle of music that is based on the natural resonance of the cosmos. And our healthy heart is pulsing in resonance with that scale. And I invite you to do a YouTube has an incredible collection of material about sophagio scales. And uh, some of it has been uh, maintained in Lizard church music and in mantras and in songs that arise from people's hearts naturally when they hear their echo coming back from a mountain or when they sing in harmony with the, the, the stream. An example in nature of the Savaggio skills is when you are creating a rattle. We call them a life force maker. And when there is the perfect amount of stones in the rattle, then the crickets will respond. And the rattle and the crickets are communicating via the Savaggio skills. Hmm. It is actually I used to a, love Say that I used again? to love church I used to love church 
certain church music. I wonder if that was not hmm, curious. Yes, when there is chanting and it is based with uh, out of fixed scale, um, there is a joy that arises. I mean, there are some churches that are known for their their songs. There are some temples that are known for their singers um, because the power of their voices are naturally harmonic with the cosmic song. So is it clear how you can turn an obstacle into an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I think claim the opportunity, not the obstacle. Yes. And ponder, ponder what you prefer, you know, in your relationship or next house or whatever it is that seems like an obstacle. So. Yes. Energize the future you choose. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And Venerable, we have, uh, John has written in a question. He writes, I came late to the Masterful Accomplishments series and have been formulating what I want to accomplish. Unfortunately, I cannot attend the live workshops because of life circumstances. And so he's written in the question. My question has to do with the first class and on manifesting through the power of harmonic number. Is it best to start to list the desires of accomplishment three months to three years from the date of the first class? Can I start on the next new moon? If I understand correctly, it was important to actualize this back in February on that particular moon. Just a little Actually, any time is the right time. Now is the moment. From this moment comes your tomorrow. So therefore, no need to wait. Just consider what you choose to manifest. The desire is an interesting word because desire can become a hook. Uh, when we think of, well, what do I choose to manifest, it may first begin a home, a healthy relationship, <coughs> and you consider what will I bring to this situation. So then we come to the song of what we offer. So now, any time is the right time to contemplate the future you choose. So you may want to um, put aside lethargy or put aside the idea um, there's not enough time or there's not enough this or that. So you change the idea by acknowledging the preciousness of your moment and thinking, in three days, I shall accomplish this. Three months, I shall accomplish this. And for the benefit of family, clan, nation, and all beings, 
so it's also a recognition of our interdependent relationship with the songs of life. So uh, I might desire to be six feet tall, um, and I'm less than five two. So <laughs> desire can be a, a side tracking. It can be based on um, some of those hooks that tether people to repetitive experience. So when we are planning for the future, we are thinking, how may that seed of wisdom within me be expressed? How may I sweep aside the dust of illusion? And in this way, I begin. I take care with my speech. I see others as fellow humans on the path. I understand that there is no power over, there is power within, and I resonate with that song of accomplishment. Can you see the difference in the view? Yes, yes. Venable, he also writes that he would like to restore balance to his whole being, become a Czech holistic health practitioner, and help others. And lucid dream, he'd like to lucid dream like he says my inner child used to, and to learn electrical energy healing, that and geomantic building dancing. So much I feel the need to accomplish. He writes, I don't care how crazy people think I am anymore. We need a more helpful, balanced world, and I want to have a balanced relationship with my power and wisdom. Thank you for your precious time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So just a reminder, too, to everyone that uh, start to to raise your hand if you're on the phone uh, and... Uh, Barbara is raising her hand, so I'm going to call upon her. Go ahead. Hello, Venerable. How are you? I'm well, dear Barbara. Good to hear your voice. It's wonderful to be here. Um, a, a question of, of clarification. There's there's a lot out there on manifesting your dreams or, or your desires, Um but you talk about it differently using sacred geometry and, and like the planning, physically planning a garden and seeing the parallel uh, of that process to planting seeds of good relationship. Could you talk a little bit more about why sacred geometry actually helps enhance or facilitate uh, the manifestation of our accomplishments? Indeed. Sacred geometry through the actualization of resonance reveals the way in which forms arise. So when we contemplate future, say we want to manifest a a grounded result for our family, we can think of the cube. And each face of the cube becomes a step towards the actualization of that inherent wisdom and joy that is awaiting to be revealed for the family. That's an example. 
So when we think about forms arising, it is very, it has been proven that there are spiraling energies, currents that give rise to form. And as we understand those currents of thought, those emotions, and choose to harmonize them, we are choosing the forms that arise. So some might say, is that magic? I would say, no, it is careful, contemplative planning. So uh, in different cultures, there are different symbols that represent stages of our development and exploration. And they ultimately become an ellipse, an eye of penetrating insight that turns us to looking inward at the penile and pituitary that we see the dance of forms arising. So these spiraling energies are expressed in one of our Cherokee dances as a shawl dance where uh, people are coming from four directions and there's a fire in the center, and they're twirling their shawls in a spiraling figure eight fashion. And that is igniting the wind that will create uh, a pathway for the people's aspirations to be expressed. So a simple way to experience the idea of forms arising is to create the geometric forms with toothpicks and Play-Doh. And why is this important? Because often we think our desires are um, a choice, when very often uh, desires are a habit. Mm. And, and so as we are uncovering that natural wisdom, that seed of wisdom within, we observe the patterns of forms arising and the uh, symmetry of form which we can perceive as cause and effect. And so the thought that I want is a thought. The thought that I am is a thought. The recognition that voice energizes, voice and thought energize result is the action. <coughs> so we understand from our spiritual practices that desire can be the same um, water flowing around and around like a pot in the stream where there is a certain habit of you that actually swirls around and the water uh, digs deeply into the stream bed, and that is what desire and habits can do. 
And so the wise practitioner, understanding the power of thought, looks at the pathways of resonance. So perhaps the pot in the stream, which is like a deep hole in the stream, is the result of the thought form of there's not enough, there's not enough. And so one looks at the abundance of what is and what has been received and makes offerings. Well, what do you offer to? You offer that all beings may recall this is an abundant universe and recall the creative potential of our minds to get out of the swirling waters of limitation. Is clear? Yes, it is, Venerable. Thank you. And you have practices where you can go more deeply into examining uh, the sacred geometry of the holy objects that are held in your object of veneration. Thank you. You're welcome. And we have uh, some things written in here. Someone writes, could you spell the instrument that is great for the heart to be attuned to? Oh, it's a scale. The greatest instrument is the human voice. <laughs> and and, uh, the scale that we're talking about is called sophagio, S-O-F-F-A-G-I-O. And YouTube has a remarkable selection of that music. Um, is there anything else, Jennifer? Did I interrupt uh, you? Uh, no, I think that covers everything. A couple of people had questions related to that. And so it is the Safagio scale that is in music, that was one of the questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the question among philosophers uh, through time immemorial has been which instruments are the best for recognizing those scales after the human voice. For measuring the overtones, it is clear that stringed instruments natural tuning uh, reveal the potential of the cosmic song. Mm. Thank you. And Lars in Germany writes, Dear Venerable, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. I can still feel the effects of your teachings in Germany as a lot of challenges in the past are finding a wonderful solution at the moment. My question is about using sacred geometry. Would you consider it to be helpful to place photos under a pyramid to open pathways of good communication with each other? Thank you. Many blessings. 
Yes, I think to place those with whom you want to have positive and clarified relationship, to place which photos, say, in front of a geometric form or to hang a particular geometric form above uh, your meditation space is indeed uh, transformative. So, an, an example, um, to hang a uh, four-sided, well, five-sided including the base, uh, pyramid or an octahedron, a double pyramid, to hang that in one space reveals uh, ways in which your vision can become unclouded, can enhance your recollection of forms arising and the power of choice. And so when mm -hmm. we want to enhance communication with another, we think first of what we want to bring and what we want to um, refine. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you're on the phone, on the web call, you can raise your hand with a star two on your keypad. Anyone can write questions in the question box if you have a question. And Nadia writes in, Thank you, Venerable. Your wisdom moves me to tears, and your words shine light on truth. I've heard from my soul. Would you please repeat the categories of different thought forms that you listed earlier? Well, the, there are thought forms that cause harm, and they are of uh, feeding separate and thinking others are less than or more than. And the antidote is the recognition that we are all sustained by the same water and the same atmosphere. So what thought form is the most harmful? Uh, and it is an aspect of anger and that is to think not worthy enough or not good enough. That is uh, anger turned inward and can be the result of others' projections. And the wise practitioner reads such projections from their mind and recognizes alive, mind thinking, how wonderful. A miracle that it has occurred. So changing perspective. Uh, also, people suffer from uh, the poison of jealousy. Also, oh, and so may accomplish, but I may not. And when you realize you can see accomplishment, it means that you may also accomplish. And so the wise practitioner transforms that energy into 
a study of actualizing how to actualize skillful results. And then there is the ignorance of lethargy, not realizing how precious the natural wisdom within is, like a wandering uh, person who doesn't know they are carrying a jewel sewn within their clothing. So this uh, lethargy, this thinking, oh, I cannot or is not possible, let that be transformed and washed away with the eyes of appreciation, another day has come. How wonderful. And there is also the suffering that arises from not enough, I can't get enough, there is not enough time, not enough this or that. Well, recognize the remedy is that every moment is precious and where you stand is sacred space and you replace that vision with the vision of appreciation. Even if it means that you pour beans from one hand to another, then you begin to recognize how indeed you are part of an abundant universe. And through your giving and receiving, you are manifesting. So how did it begin that people forgot? Uh, right in the center, the seat of wisdom, all understanding is a resonant song. And attention became focused on the thing, the person, the item, forgetting the interaction, the interdependence. So we wipe our eyes, we reconfirm our commitment to nurture that wisdom seed within. And now is the best time to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Venerable. You're welcome. We we have time for some more questions, and we've got uh, Barbara raising her hand again. Go ahead, Barbara. Actually, I was lowering it, Jennifer. Sorry. Jennifer? I can hear you. Uh, I, actually, I was lowering it. Sorry. Okay. Did we lose you, Jennifer? No, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yep. And uh, just so people know, you don't have to um, lower your hand. Uh, and if you are on the phone and you'd like to ask a question, Start two to raise your hand. You can still type in a question as well. And venerable, in in the beginning of your teaching, you are talking about joy and also happiness. Is it in your teaching? Is there a distinction between joy and happiness that would be helpful for us to understand? Yeah. Joy is undifferentiated, not dependent on anything, item, or action. Happiness can be the result of seeing a friend or receiving a wondrous letter. So happiness is circumstantial and joy is unconditional? 
Yeah, happiness is interactive. Mm. And joy is a, a natural resonance through which forms arise. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about uh, the planting of seeds of good cause, many people are aware that, or they become aware that they have planted seeds of suffering. And I, I know this is something that often comes up for parents in particular, or grandparents. And I wonder if you could speak to uh, a practice that would be helpful to people to realize that they've planted seeds of suffering, whether it was a few minutes ago or a few years ago. How can they transform that right now? Yes. There certainly have been different ways of parenting, different family dynamics through time. And uh, for those who may have grown up in a very authoritative or even uh, shame-making family situation, uh, the parents make correction in their hearts and also make apology. And the children recognize that in this moment they are born and they put aside blame and shame and decide how they choose to be. A good example of this would be I heard someone who's a relative by marriage discussing how his son had done something uh, inappropriately and uh, when the son was uh, called correct, he said, aren't you mad? Aren't you going to beat me? Are you going to beat me? And the father realized this stops here because that had been a, a way of dealing with children's behavior to spank them. And that father made a choice that it would no longer be carried into the future, that corporal punishment. And so what does it mean for us as adults who have grown children where we see that uh, certain ways of being in the past have left a, a seed of confusion or doubt in the present? It means that we make apology and we also uh, take mind of our speech. How do we communicate with our adult children? How do we communicate with the grandchildren? Uh, It is well known among grandparents that uh, the grandchildren can do no wrong because ultimately they go home to their parents. And so the grandparents have an opportunity for an open, joyous relationship. And then there are some grandparents whose children cannot care for their own children. And these very brave old people are raising grandchildren, um, and somehow they find love and resources to hold the family together. Do they blame the parents, who the non-functioning parents, 
I think that what they do is they create a basket of love for the children in the now. So when we look at family dynamics, apology changes the form and setting uh, clear parameters of um, life-supporting speech. So it may have been a cultural norm to say that's not good enough, do, do more, work harder, uh, study more. And uh, some people burn out with that ideal, that paradigm. And over time, parents recognize, oh, I honor this wisdom being that is uh, moving in my life. And however they are exploring, may they explore in a way that is uh, wisdom and life force enhancing. So here's where uh, codes of uh, good behavior become important. <laughs> My mother wanted me to do things on schedule, so she made a, a chart with stars on it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, if I cleaned my room on schedule and put the laundry where it belonged, then I would get stars, and then those stars became an ice cream cone. <laughs> mm hmm <laughs> Did it work? Well, I was plump. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I think there are other motivators and mm -hmm. that each family finds the, the motivator that works for them. Uh, kind speech, applauding the accomplishment, supporting the growth, and not shaming. Mm -hmm. Yes. Venerable, I think this will be. I think this will be the last question. Okay. Uh, it, there's no name here, but it says, "Thank you for this wonderful class. Could you please speak of when to let go of a vision that brings you joy that doesn't appear to be manifesting?" Is it a practice in non-attachment or an indication to switch direction? Ha! Like the artist and the musician. Will I make a living as a musician? Ha! Do not let go of your creative potential. Your dream is a source of inspiration. What changes is the how you explore and express that inspiration. When we dream of another behaving a certain way, uh, we have already stepped out of our garden of accomplishment. When we dream of ourselves being in a certain way, our garden of accomplishment grows and glows. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So that brings us to our time. And uh, I, I would love to 
let people know about Peacekeeper teachings coming up at the end of May. It's Memorial Day weekend. You're offering the the next uh, segment of Peacekeeper teachings, and anyone can join in. Is that not right? Yes, that is correct. Anyone can join in. So sunray.org to register for the Peacekeeper teachings. I'll be there Memorial Day weekend, uh, last weekend in May. And uh, then you also have the summer seminar uh, beginning at the end of June going through July 4th. And both of these are in Lincoln, Vermont, there at the Peace Village. And... uh, any other announcements that you'd like to to make at this time, Venerable? I think those are the most important ones. Um, I've found it is very beneficial to work with people who touch many, who reach many. And so uh, there is a, a mentoring program where I work with individuals uh, who are indeed touching the heart and guiding many to the realization of the wisdom and skill and transformation of what appeared as hindrance. And so during the uh, gathering in July, early July, uh, there is an opportunity for those who are spiritual healers, ministers, leaders, Uh, to participate so that one may refine their gift and elicit the joyous accomplishment within the moment uh, for all those who seek you out. And then there's the elders gathering at the end of the month of July, the last weekend, the last three days, or a special time where different elders come to speak and share their wisdom. And uh, all are invited to come and participate in that. And you can get a taste of previous elders' gatherings at Amazon.com. There is a video very well done by community and a renowned filmmaker uh, Catherine Vaccaro, or Catherine Morell is her professional name, and uh, the title at Amazon.com is Peace Village, and it's, it gives you an idea of what happens and has happened over the years at the Peace Village, a unique place where the energy of the land reaches heavenward and the waters carry our prayers to the sea, nurturing the wisdom potential in every being. It is a a sacred place, and you are invited to come. It's rustic, uh, and (laughs) it's also wonderful. It is wonderful. I, I love every opportunity to come to the Peace Village and to receive the teachings, to enjoy the community. So I really recommend to everybody to look at 
the opportunities to do that with Peacekeeper, with the summer seminar, with the elders gathering, and uh, other opportunities to come and be in community for uh, awakening awareness. Mm. How wonderful. Yes. May all beings benefit from our exploration. May the seed of wisdom within every being flourish and grow. And may all reach the shore free from illusion. How wonderful. I'd like to offer the long life prayer. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright. Guide upon the beauty road, calling all to see. Crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters. May your mission be accomplished. May we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families, who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajra Dakini, may your life to Hani Oahu ever remain firm and long. Wado. In the light.